Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast, episode 41. I'm trying to be all like mysterious. I'm here, I'm here with uh, James Noka. My name is Kyle Versteg. Uh, I'm feeling goofy this morning. I might use airplane just flew by. The plane just flew by. I, something's something's in the water or something. I've got some coffee here. Uh, I'm, I'm all out of sorts. I'm in a goofy mood. Um, There's pills for that. Yeah, I might. Good morning, folks. Sorry about that. Good morning, <laughs> folks. Didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> yeah. So like. So anyway, um, it's er- it's early in the AM for him. That's what the problem is. He does is not used to getting up this early. Oh, I'm up at. I've been up for a couple hours. I just, uh, you know how it is. <laughs> so, yeah, bust your chops, man. Just busting your chops. Yeah, but um, so anyway, we had some. You um, uh, had some weather. Yeah, all day. Our whole state's been getting killed by. Uh, by rain and um, all that stuff. I was kind of chuckling because I had just heard a um, uh, a term this morning on the Weather Channel or on the one of the news channels where they were talking about a um, a Dorenchu. I can't even pronounce it now. It's, it, it sounded like I didn't even know how to spell it. I had to kind of kind of search for it when I was looking looking it up. But it was called the. It was like a, a Dorshi rain, okay. or something, or something like that. And it was, it was a straight line wind, straight line rain, and everybody's using it this morning. <laughs> so, so I was like, you know, my first thought was, oh my god, here we go again. They're making up freaking words. <laughs> yeah. And um, but apparently it's a term that's been used since uh, the turn of the century. Yeah, I've never heard it before. <clears throat> so so that so that was kind of on the interesting thing, this little bit of. Uh, anyways, they they it was like blowing hail sideways. <laughs> and, and it was like little you know, seventy caliber projectiles flying through. There was just they they had a picture of one of the houses that was uh, uh, just freaking hammered by huh. hail, blew out all his windows and. He said, "He's like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. Huh. We've never, and we've never had sinkholes. <laughs> he had a road washed out. Oh yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we every once in a while, if you get um, a creek or something like that that's like way way overboard, um, way out of its banks, it'll flood and wash a road out, um, especially gravel roads." And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the low-lying areas where I live are are underwater, so a lot of like gravel roads are closed and stuff. But uh, you know, one of those things. Yeah, well, it happens. You know, it's still it's that time of year. You know, it's uh, it's not. We're not supposed to say global warming anymore. We're not supposed to say climate change anymore. Now we're supposed to say climate disruption. Um, because yeah, they're th- so full of shit. <laughs> well, there. The thing is, there was a there was an article that I read the other day about the uh, 
the language of uh, uh, <laughs> deception and and how you know if you're trying to pull some bullshit, you always have to change the terms uh, so that um, you're it doesn't say what it really is. You know, like with uh, affirmative action quotas to get into universities, and I will probably get in hot water over this, but basically. Um, they had to change the language from, well, we're going to use racial quotas and we're going to deny some more qualified applicants of one category to let in less qualified applicants of another. You know, so they couldn't call it that. They had to call it, like, affirmative action. You know, they couldn't use the word quotas. And so, basically, the people that are trying to pull a bunch of fucking bullshit, they have, uh, they they figure out ways to change the language and then thus change your thinking um, about it, you know, and it, it's, it, there's a whole science behind it. Um. <laughs> but well, it's, it's annoying because it's, it's, it's deception. That's, it ends up, that's all it is. It's just deception. Bait and switch. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know how that is. I thought we had laws against that, but no, apparently not. Apparently not. Nope. <laughs> we uh, we live in uh, interesting times now, but uh, anyway. Well, I just heard this. I just heard this morning that that um, the people that are bum rushing the border can sue the the um, border patrol. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> well, before we get too far down that those types of rabbit holes, do you want to talk about some knife stuff? Yeah, I suppose. Um, See how this is a knife. This is about knives. Well, okay. So to get us started, uh, I wanted to bring up again the Great Lakes Island bug out. Okay, so Jim and I have come up with the dates of like Friday the first of August through like Monday the fourth of August, and what we were I I talked to uh, Tradewater and his wife that we they. They're uh, longtime friends, and we've talked about them on the podcast before. But anyway, I talked to him the other day, and those dates work with him. And then there's another character that uh, I know pretty well, spent some dirt time with. Uh, his name is Jared Carlin. And uh, he is expressing interest in going. And so what, what we were thinking of doing was um, having a meetup at Jim's house, like uh, a 24-hour window when you can meet at Jim's and then um, uh, after at, after that 24-hour period, then we're going to leave Jim's and head out to the island. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, I'd have to look at, you know, more specifically at my schedule, but, like, the 31st of of July to the 1st of August would be like that 24-hour window and then leave some time on that Friday the August 1st to head out to the island. What do you, right. th what do you think about that's, that? That's that's probably the best idea. Okay. And then um and w what what we have going on out I don't you didn't go there, did you? I haven't. I and I was meaning to get up that way to okay. scout it, but I just haven't. The the um the ferry to get across to the island is about 15, 15 miles from here, uh -huh. and, it, and it has certain, um, it, it has a schedule, a very tight schedule. Uh -huh. uh, they can take an ass load of 
foot traffic, but a limited number of cars. Okay. okay? So what I was thinking was we could we could uh, um, leave from here, caravan over to the to the um, uh, to the ferry dock, park vehicles there, and put all the stuff on one or two vehicles depending on how people want to get across there. If they want to ride bikes, if they want to, you know, I mean, there's there's um, any kind of mode of transportation I think w was was okay. If you wanted to take your car, you could. If you, if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. If you wanted mm -hmm. to ride some other form of transportation, I mean, I was thinking about riding my motorcycle. I was thinking about, <coughs> I was thinking about um, bringing my, my side by side. Um, <laughs> And or something like that, and and or, you know, and not necessarily use my jeep. But then again, I thought, well, maybe I'll just use my jeep too. I don't. It, you know, it depends on how it how it goes. But if you have like, um, if you wanted to kayak, let's say, you know, you could probably pull your kayaks onto the onto, onto the, the yeah. Well, and he he asked me specifically about um, about kayaking out to the island, and I told him it was like big water, and I personally wouldn't attempt yeah. it but I don't maybe it's, he's got it's, more it's experience. about a 17 it's about a 17 minute uh, or maybe even longer than that maybe a half an hour boat ride yeah and so, and so it's not a I mean and it's across it's through shipping channels and you know 900 feet deep water and you yeah, know it's it, been known it, to be really nasty if you have a problem out there it's going to be a it it's going to be a you know, search and rescue type situation, <laughs> right? U.S. Coast Guard type shit. I mean, it's it's not a. It's in this. It's in the. The island is called Boys Blank Island. It's in the, um, uh, the Straits of Mackinac. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of on the on the Lake Huron side. It, but some people say it's in the Straits. Some people say it's in the. Um, uh, some people say it's in the. It's in Lake Huron, Northern Lake Huron, but. I'm one way or the other doesn't matter. If you open up a map of Michigan, look at the at the northern Great Lakes, mm -hmm. you, you'll see it sitting in there. Um, the island is fairly big. The water between the two can be it can be a rough boat ride across. I mean, sometimes you, it's an open ferry, so sometimes you end up getting wet. Um, there's passenger seats, uh, but you know sometimes your cars get wet from splashing from waves hitting the the, the ferry. Uh, I want to say that they can probably take about I think about 10 cars on the ferry mm -hmm. um, and it's called I I want to look at look it up it's I think it's called the uh, Plount Ferry or it's Boys Blank Island Ferry I think yeah so if you you know you want to google them and, and get some you can get some details about their about the boat ride and how much it costs and that kind of stuff yeah well, I can't imagine it's like prohibitively expensive or anything. Uh, I think it's like it seems to me, two passengers and my vehicle was like ninety bucks. Oh, that's fairly pricey. Is that that's one way? Round trip. Okay. That's well, then that's trip. that's a little more reasonable. So, but if but it, you don't have if to, you're just a, yeah, if you're just a pedestrian you and you're not bringing a vehicle, it'd probably be like ten, fifteen bucks. Right. It's max. not that much. Hang on a yeah. second. Rates. <clears throat> An adult is seventeen fifty. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna bring my backpack. <laughs> um, 
a car or a light truck is is sixty one dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, and they, and these are round trips. Um, yeah. A motorcycle is thirty bucks. Uh, a gator or a mule is forty bucks. Okay. A semi truck, if you need a semi truck to bug out, sixty five foot semi truck is three fifty seven. Ooh. Um, a bicycle is five bucks. You know, and and um, so if you had like a mountain bike and you wanted to do, you wanted to use that mode of transportation on the island, I think what I'm going to do is I'll is I probably will either bring my jeep and a small trailer, and and all I'm thinking about or is um, uh, bringing um, coolers and stuff. Okay. You know, I yeah. mean, I I don't I we want to kind of kind of play the the bug out thing but i also uh, like to eat yeah eat it'd be food. nice to have some fresh uh fresh food fresh as food. opposed to just all dehydrated yep. but yep yep and so we're that's what we're talking about and and um is is bringing a couple of coolers so i'm, I'm gonna probably i'm gonna probably drive something that we can put some coolers in um yeah well your jeep it, it's got a luggage rack right yeah there goes the coolers just yeah. put them up there and then, um, oh uh, no, no, I don't have one on the top. I have a, oh. I have a uh, extra hitch thing on the back. Oh well, then that's that's plenty. That plus your back seat yep. should yep. be should be plenty because we're not. It's not like we're bringing like, you know, the kitchen sink. <laughs> right, right. It's supposed right. to be a semi uh, wilderness experience, right? Right, so. right. Yep, yep. It's and it, and it is. It's pretty. You go on the on the north side of the island. It's pretty. It's pretty desolate up there. Hopefully yeah. there would be nobody there. We were up there last time I was up there was in the fall and um and it was there was nobody there. That's funny. <laughs> it was, we Bigfoot was there. Bigfoot was scratching on the tent. I think we had a deer walk up to the side of our tent and and nuzzle it. Nice. Okay, mm-hmm. the other question I got asked is um is it uh suitable for hammocks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then um you know, I think uh, what we can do is, you know, it, if there's not whatever, we can improvise something. But uh, you know, we'll clear some tent sites and such like this, um, in, in case uh, people want to bring tents and stuff. It's it's not difficult to, you know, find a, a good tent site for people. I okay, so so the the ferry schedule. If the, if we're going on a if we're going to be gonna over leave there Friday. on fr- Friday morning, yeah, our schedules are 8 a.m., 12:30, 4, 7, and 10 on Friday, leaving from Sheboygan. Okay, so I'm thinking the 12:30, right? Oh, either any. I mean, well, then, because then you know, we how far is Sheboygan from where you live? Uh, like I said, about 15 miles. Oh, that's it. it. Yeah. Oh, we we could do the eight o'clock one. It's just whether yep. or not all these gomers are going to be up. And the other thing is, is like, uh, depending on how many people come, I'm thinking like they're probably going to have to hang hammocks in the woods around your house there, right? So like, yeah. there's there's set up and tear down of that. Like so, well, maybe I mean, twelve thirty would be fine. I, I mean, it, yeah. It, try what we'll, what we'll do is we'll try for the eight, um, but if we don't make it, for sure the twelve thirty. Yep. On the first. Yep. So your 24-hour window, and Jim and I are probably going to sneak out there at some point on the day of the 31st. So you may show up at Jim's, and we may not be there, um, which is fine. Uh, you, you know, just chill. 
Um, but yep. your 24-hour window is going to be from um, 8 in the morning on the 31st of July to 8 in the morning on the 1st of August. And so that that's your that's your time window. Now, um, specifically to me, uh, so I rented my kids this uh, and my wife this uh, lake house <laughs> for the whole month of July. What? Um, yeah. I, otherwise, I'd come up a little earlier. But I think what I'm going to do is on July 30th, um, I'll have uh, if if. Jared decides to come, I'll have him, or if anybody else wants to come up this way, have people meet at my house at noon on the 30th, and then we'll road trip up to as far as we can make it. You know, it's a 14-hour drive from where I live to where you live, so I'd probably mm -hmm. go up to Green Bay and stop there, and then get up early on the 31st and drive the rest of the way. Really? It's faster to go that way than it is to go around the bottom? Well, the problem is, is you run into... Uh, rush hour traffic or there's a possibility oh. of it because if i left yeah. i left it if i left at noon on the 30th the problem then becomes that i'm hitting chicago rush hour traffic at five uh, and yeah. actually rush hour there is like more from three to about seven yeah so i'd, I'd be hosed if i if i went that route and plus i like the other way better it's more scenic you get to go oh, yeah. through escanaba we can you know, depending on what time in the morning we roll through there, we could swing by and say hi to the guys at uh, Bark River because it's right on the way. So, so that's what that's what I'm looking at for schedule. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, you know, people, that it's uh, starting to take shape. Uh, it's the real deal. It's gonna happen. Uh, plans are being made. So if We'd love to have you there. Yeah, it'd be fun. It, it's a nice place. It really is. Um, I think I think the the North Shore will be the place that we go. Um, yeah, we'll have a good time. Yep. Well, so uh, I I got out a uh, a knife and I've been playing with it a little bit. <laughs> oh, you know, you take one. that with you. Uh, I'm, I think I might bring my parang, but I'm, what I'm holding up for Jim to see, you can see a picture of it on my Instagram feed, is uh, the M18 by a Mr. T.M. Hunt. And uh, Corey Murphy and him basically designed and built their version of a tracker. And again, this is, this is one of the, I don't want to speak out of turn, but this was one of the first... Uh, tracker variations that I was aware of. It's not that there weren't others, but this was one of the first ones where I where a custom maker took and made their own take on it. So mm -hmm. um, I have number six and mine still has that uh, hole <laughs> in Douche that. hole. Yeah, <laughs> the Jim's gonna get us in trouble, but there's a hole uh, just just in front of the handle on the what's that part of the knife called? What would you call the that? Choil. But it's not a choil. It's it's a it's a guard. So it, there's a hole in the guard, but it's it's not like really a full guard. I I call it officially the douche hole. Okay. Well, I, I I I coined that term because it, we can't call it a talon hole because the talon hole is copyrighted. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Or trademark or trademarked. Yeah. Well, actually, um, Corey Murphy sent me an email with a link to all of that 
uh, the official like data on all of that the the um the, the, the trademark or patent or whatever it is um mm -hmm. but yeah so um anyway i i've been playing with this a little bit lately uh as soon as we're done with the podcast today i have to go for a run and then i have to reprofile another tracker uh one of the tops ones which is actually a really good knife if you regrind it a little bit yeah all right i gotta take a break for one thirty seconds here okay We'll have a little the, music. The, the only reason I got to take a break is uh, I got to I got to get tickets for Chasing Steel for this weekend. What's Chasing Steel? Oh, it's a band that's playing at uh, Aiden Place. Oh, okay. Do they like knives? Uh, they're fishermen, actually. Um, fishermen. When, okay. Basically, they're they went to Northern Michigan University and they are steelhead fishermen. Okay. And uh so that it's a it's a um a uh let's see. They have like advanced tickets. <laughs> they have like uh mandolins and shit playing and <laughs> they 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 seriously they have mandolins, they have um nice. uh uh hammer dulcimer. Nice. Yeah, so it's like a folk thing. Yeah, so I have to call them right now. Hang on. A okay. Second. Uh we're going to I'll play some music here. All right. I might get a phone call back from them, but All right. they weren't. They yeah. didn't answer the phone, so. Okay. Um, well, if if people hear phone ringing uh, or whatever, don't get mad. Jim's got to get tickets to his hippie band. <laughs> they're a bluegrass band. They're really good. Oh, bluegrass is awesome. Yeah, they're they're really really good. They they have the best hammer dulcimer player I've ever heard in my life hmm, play. Cool. Um, he, he's been playing since he was like three years old. And we actually went to one of his concerts that he that he learned from his grandfather. Okay. And he actually he actually paid a played a big solo for his grandfather. Um, he actually played a big solo for his grandfather one time, and he was it was just phenomenal. Were people I mean, in the audience like p playing uh, air hammer dulcimer like? Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Air guitar I, you know what? I I, sh I kid you not. Um, get out of here. If you if you um. If you Google, Google Chasing Steel, Google that okay, right there. I'm sure that you can find a video of him playing. I mean, he he's absolutely amazing. I kid you not. He really is the he's best hammer dulcimer player I've ever heard play ever. Yeah. And we yeah. have the, we have a huge dulcimer festival up here. That's that he, that nobody even can compete with him. Wow. That's neat. Why yeah. why is there a Cadillac Escalade pulling into my driveway? Nobody in my neighborhood has, has that kind of money. I don't know. Hmm. Is there guys with bent noses coming out to try to collect some kind of uh, debt? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, um, 
Are they turning around or are they freaking coming up? Oh, I can't. I can't see them from my window. My my window where I record this is in my little upstairs office, and it, it overlooks a park. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Jim the view. So out there is my front. That's my front yard. You see that okay. park there? Yeah. Um, all the way, you know, I got a huge park, and then this is my kind of little office here. I'll show you a little video tour. All right. So that's where that's I'm. That's where I'm sitting. Okay, so I'm going to show you a video tour of where I am. All right. If I can do it without unplugging everything, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't take the risk. Now, we'll, we'll. I'll Instagram some shots. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So people can see and whatnot. Um, let's see. <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, um, hey, our sponsor, uh, Knife Ship Free. Hey, I wanted to draw attention. I got an email from them. Um, they have a new, you know, he's got his own, like, knife line, the Northwoods line, which yep. is slip joints, and um, yep. I'm fairly crazed about them. Yep, um, and they're really good. Yeah, well, let me, let me. I'm going to open up the email, because I wanted to, I thought I saw on there that he's making some of them out of 1095, which is badass. Um, here it is. So, introducing... The new Northwoods Hawthorne. Um, it's a it's a jackknife. Uh, the blade on it, wow, it's got a really long uh, kind of uh, clip on it, almost like the Lyle clip. Uh, then they they've got uh, uh, it. It comes with green linen micarta, and it's 10.95. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm totally getting one of those. That's cool. Yeah, it's a te- so you know I like the carbon steel um, slip joints. That that's perfect. Yep. Wow, and it's got the uh it's uh green linen micarta. Um Wow. Yeah, and then he's he's also has some uh mammoth uh mammoth ivory ones that are gonna come, but I don't have the That's that's the funny, it's like that. such a difference between green linen micarta and mammoth ivory. <laughs> yeah, well I mean uh, it, that's the nice thing about slip joints is you can you can put whatever you want on there um, for handle material, and it's not very much either, you know, because it's just a what do they call that a uh, handle cover or is it a there's What's there's that? different terminology for the scales. They're not called scales. They're like called covers or something, right? On slip joints. Oh, I don't know. I I call them scales. I okay. think everybody calls them scales. All right. Well, so anyway. Um, you can check that out. It's uh, knivesshipfree.com. Um, I probably won't play his uh, his um, audio message because I've played all of them now. So uh, maybe I'll give him a break, and maybe this can be the the uh, mention of it. All right. Does that work? Okay. Yep. Yep. Or I can play I'll get, it. I don't I'll, care. I'll get him. I'll get him to. Uh, I'll get him to record some more. Okay. Right. Have them use the NPR voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, sometime I'm gonna I'm gonna do like something. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like this I, you for know an who, entire podcast. You know who you know who does a really good voice on uh, is um, Jim Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. Okay. He he's, he has like the best radio voice ever, ever. Yeah. He he gets uh, he yucks it up and everything on uh, if if you've. So Jim Stewart is, uh, he's uh, part of uh, Bark River. He 
um, has worked there since he was like two. Yeah. You know, so and now he's he's designing a lot of the stuff. And in fact, the other knife that I've been using a lot lately is um, mm-hmm. one of his designs. It's the uh, uh, Springbuck. And so, um, so anyway, he he designs knives and makes them for Bark River. And um, anyway, cool guy. But he's also got a a video channel, and I'm a subscriber, um, but I can't remember the name of the channel. Let me find it here. Um, but anyway, on his video channel, he does these these videos about knives and all these sorts of things. And uh, it's it's funny because. Uh, He's like real professional about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, it's Jim. Jim Stewart is the name of the channel. J I M space S T E W A R T. He he does a great job. He's yeah. he's he's very talented. Very yeah. talented guy. Well, and and his uh his video production stuff is really, really, really um, you know, really really good. So, yeah. He he that's his like his his hobby. Yeah. He he plays. He I mean he's got nice cameras and he's got you know he he's got good editing tools and he he has a lot of fun with it. Yep. He has a lot of fun with it. So um, uh, knife stuff. Who want you want to hear some knife stuff? Yes. I, I got some I got some dope yesterday. Okay. Um, a lot of you guys may not recognize the name Patrick Ma, but Patrick was the was the um, founder of Triple Aught Design, which would be known today as Tad Gear. <clears throat> Patrick was a, one of my early, early advertisers on knife forums. I mean, we go way back. Been friends for a long time. And uh, watched his company grow from his kitchen table all the way up to a big storefront. And... Uh, he um, started taking on some partners and sort of kind of lost control of his company. Boomer, shut up. Lost control of his company because he had less than 50%, 51%. And uh, um, they basically froze him out and he, and he just walked away. Uh, it's kind of a sad, a sad deal. Um, but Patrick being Patrick is now pressing on. A lot of you might know him by the by the um, handle of Prometheus on a lot of the forums. I mean, that was always his his handle. And so now he just started a uh, going back to his roots of knives because he, you know, he was doing a lot of design work with um, uh, with clothing and I mean all of Tad Gear was not just knives anymore. And so he basically went back to uh, um, to doing clothing, and uh, um, I mean went back went back to doing knives, his roots. And he started a company called Prometheus Design Works, W E R X. And I I posted a um, uh, a little um, his logo that he's going to start using. <clears throat> gonna start designing some knives. I'm waiting for uh, some samples from him, and some pictures, and some. So I'll, I'll be posting some of that stuff on Knife Journal. The the upside to it is Patrick is phenomenally talented. 
um, very adventuresome guy, um, great family man, uh, just an all-around really good guy, and he totally got ganked by the guys that are running Triple Out Design now. I, and and uh, it's kind of a, uh, I guess that's part of the, the corporate mentality, <laughs> if you may. Um, we we share real similar stories, but um, but I'm glad to see he's coming back on his you know standing back upright and and uh, designing knives again. So it's it's going to be kind of cool to see what he uh, what he turns out. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh And then uh, so you you think he'll probably design them and then have somebody OEM them for him? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's. I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, someday he's, I'll, he's, I'll design one and have uh, have Bark River OEM it for me. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a um, uh, he's a very talented designer. Like I said, he was designing clothes. He was designing, you know, he designed a lot of um, backpacking gear, a lot of uh, um, a lot of real specialized stuff. I mean, he's designed watches. Hmm. He's he's real neat guy. Real yeah. real neat guy. Yeah. Got so that's for the, so, well, so I, big kudos it, for him. So watch for that. Uh, uh, his, he's got a website at, that they're going to launch next week, and uh, I know it, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, I will um, probably our next podcast. I probably will will release the name. Good. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be that's, I'll be interested that's, that's to see big news. what that's he puts out news. because you know that's, the I own a ton of their stuff. Yeah, um, you pay yeah. through the nose for it, but when you get it, you're satisfied with it. Yeah. You know, yep. so that's uh, I I own um, mostly their clothes. Actually, only their clothing stuff. I I, I haven't bought any other uh, other stuff because it's usually gone by the time I know about it. You know, yep. like the yep. knives. Forget it. You, you tried to, trying to get a knife that they put out. You know, is is crazy. I mean, you're just not going to get it. But it's it's cool because they'll take uh, you know like a custom maker or a um, you know, kind of a high higher end uh, maker, and then they'll give them a design and say, "Okay, we'll put your own take on it." So one knife that they've done that with is called the Dauntless, mm-hmm. and you know, a bunch of different makers have put their own take on that. Um, uh, and I, I'm actually f- like really super pumped that um, uh, Martin Knives uh, put out a hollow handle with them, and someday I will own a Martin Knives hollow handle <laughs> I want I want the one that looks like the uh, Jimmy Lyle uh, Rambo knife you know the big huge blade and all this crazy stuff on it <laughs> it's kind of like how I want Jimmy to Lyle? Uh, because they're two thousand dollars and he's not making them because he's dead yeah and they're two thousand dollars what do you think that one from from Martin knives cost I, it can't be too grand you might be surprised well maybe anyway the the um and well and they're they're alive. I mean, sort of and like I know this. Them, okay, so. <laughs> you can buy a you can buy a Randall, right? Eighteen, yeah. Hollow handle for whatever the number is. It's got to be seven buy or eight. It's got to be close to a grand for one of those. Any various numbers of Randall lookalikes for the same price. Yeah, that's, but that's, the the Randall lookalikes are not going to be the same thing. You know, they're not going to be this similar quality. And the thing is, is like if Jimmy Lyle is dead, which he is, um, 
then how is the stuff that's being produced today not Jimmy Lyle lookalike since he has no involvement with it? No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that the the um, what's what's happened is, and, and I'm not sure exactly why it is, but a lot of those knives that are from makers that made the the knife and you know famous mm-hmm. are now getting knocked off. Or and I, I don't I'm not I I don't like using that term knocked off because it's you know maybe paying homage to it. Yeah, or, you know, maybe an homage knife. Maybe I'll start calling those that because I don't think the intention is to is to uh, just pretend that it's a it's a Randall, but no, it's not. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, yeah. Um, but I think I think some of those um, those homage knives are um, uh, they're just as expensive because guys are putting numbers on them. That I mean, it takes a lot to to make yeah, one of those knives. It sure does. Well, and that's you know that's the thing is like. Uh, that's why I like the Martin knives, is because they're all. I mean, the quality is like crazy. I got to hold one of them and I was like blown away. But I can't have one yet. But someday I'll get one. Um, let's see. What else do I know? Um, what slip joint do you have in your pocket right now? In my pocket, uh, I don't have pockets. <laughs> right now, what I'm, are you naked? No, I have uh, I have sweatpants on. I'm gonna go for a oh, run after this. Oh, shut up! Uh, it, it, Get right. those sweatpants off. That's so disgusting. What do you mean? Sweatpants? They're gross. No, they're not. Yeah, they're they're, they're just gross. Well, I can't stand people wearing sweatpants. I don't wear them in public. What the hell? You're in front of me right now. Yeah, but you can't see it. <laughs> no, the uh, I wear them. Uh, actually, actually, it's my just, winter uh, outfit. <laughs> I'm na- I'm I'm naked <laughs> <laughs> from the waist down. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no in I'm the just kidding. in the winter, I uh, a lot of times because we keep our house at sixty two, I'll have two pairs of sweatpants on. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> I know <laughs> around the house because it's uh, so chill <clears throat> and like okay, two so pairs of wool socks. <laughs> so I grabbed off the top of my. Uh, I grabbed off the top of my um, my my nightstand, my uh, my kissing crane, which I love this because um, what the hell does that say? Anyways, my it's a it's a Robert Claus, and um, it's kind of a cool knife because. It's like a Whittler. Okay. I, I don't know if... Is, is that... I think that's called a sleeveboard Whittler. Uh, I, I can't... I don't know enough about it to, to Okay, so it's, it's like a long sleeveboard. Okay. And, um, like ironing... Like, sleeveboards are um, shaped like... Ironing the, boards. Yes, that's yeah. why they're called sleeveboards. It was because it was a small ironing board that you pulled your shirt sleeve over to iron it. Okay. okay. So that's kind of the shape of it. But it's really quite unique because... It's got this little thing right here called a lockback. So the main blade. Oh, cool! Is a lockback, but it still looks like a traditional uh, slip joint. Yep, exactly. Awesome. And so and so, I've I've had this for quite a while. I really do like this knife. Mm-hmm. I and um, I find myself. It's one of the ones I find myself carrying fairly often. It, it holds a nice edge. It's razor sharp. Um, I could do surgery with this <laughs> if I had to. 
Your dog um, says no <laughs> after yeah. your uh, after yeah. your veterinary medicine attempt on <laughs> on <Yeah>. him. <laughs> they're they're fighting. Hmm. Over a anyway, dead rabbit. So, I, so I'll, like I'll Instagram a picture of this. I really like this. I really like this knife. Um, and like I said, I carry it an awful lot. Um, a lot more than a lot of other knives that I carry. And and I'm gonna actually talk to Derek about this and have him see if he can't make one in in his line. I'd buy I think it. it's a have him make it a carbon a freaking, steel. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Get a little yep. patina on there. Be badass. Yep. yep. Uh, and to follow James on uh, Instagram, Instagram it's James underscore Noka, right? N O W K A. Yep. Mine yep. is Kyle Versteg. No spaces. K Y L E V E R S T E E G. And I, these and and these, you know what? I, and I'm going to take your feed and I'm going to put it in a thread on on uh, Knife Journal too. Okay. Um, yeah. Be, be, if you, I don't know if you've. Uh, yeah, I've been on there. I've seen that you've got a link to your feed in the forums there. So, so for people that aren't on Instagram, you can check the forums and see what we've been posting on there. Uh, I have. Uh, what have I been carrying lately? Um, I've been the two knives that I've been carrying a lot lately. Actually, three. I've been carrying um, my Sabenza, uh, Lefty Sabenza, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been carrying uh, my Lefty uh, DPX Hest 2.0 that uh, my friend uh, Robert Pelton designed, made by Lion Steel. I've been carrying um, the. Uh, What's that other one? That one from uh, the Lefty Beast. I've got a Damascus Lefty Beast from uh, Three Sisters Forge. So it's been pretty much those three. Um, I, I, today I'm going to carry a slip joint. I'll uh, post to Instagram of that later. But uh, the the cool case uh, slip joints, the ones you want to get, uh, are these ones with the the crazy handles. What's the name of that thing? It's bowling ball material. It's like Coralon or something like that. Oh, yeah. Isn't it Coralon? Uh, yeah, I might have that wrong, though. I don't want to say it and, and goof people up. But but they we'll released a 500 of each pattern in uh, different um, different handles. And I for, for slip joints, I just love those old celluloid handles, but nobody will make them anymore because they blow up, apparently. Right. Um, but uh, th- uh, 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 another alternative is uh, is uh, the the Coralon or um, the stuff that I f- th- that uh, crazy stuff that Bark River has that Crinite is it called Yeah Crinite Yes Crinite So um, I'm I have a whole I bought like the world's supply of Crinite <laughs> 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 So I have just ass loads of Crinite and Nice uh, guy. Yeah, everybody uh, watch for, I'm, I'm going to, at least one of this next run of knives I'm making, I'm going to put a little crinite on there. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to try from now on to put one of every run in those handles. I'm I'm like, uh, I like colorful handles. Like, you know, it shouldn't just be all like, I don't know, all hardcore all the time. Sometimes it's nice to have something pretty. <laughs> uh, let's see what else do I know oh on my Instagram feed I have a little bit of a scoop uh, what do you got Chance Sanders 
Um, he's good friends with uh, Tom Brown III of Tracker fame. And uh, he posted, or he, Tom Brown III sent Chance the a picture of the original, the first original, like, knife, Tracker uh -huh. knife. Uh -huh. And so Chance sent it to me, and then I posted it to Instagram. <laughs> nice. But um, if you look at it, it does look an awful lot like the top's design. It's almost like, it's it's almost like identical, except that the the saw is different and a um, bunch of other things. But but the edges are pretty similar. And then the history from there is is that I think Beck got a hold of the design and and like improved it with you know convex and basically made it a little bit. More, uh, more I deadly. Some, I missed. I missed some phone calls from him the other day. We were playing phone tag. And oh, Beck. No, no. From, oh, Chance. Um, yeah, Chance. I talked. I talked to him. Um, I bought something from him. Yeah, what'd you buy? I'll Instagram this too. You remember what, what this from from PWIP? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Chance is into uh, into uh, forging. Uh, into forging and stuff, and then he's got this friend that's like a very talented blacksmith, and he made this like awesome, like 1700 style uh, pipe tool. You know, um, for you know people that smoke pipes, you you have to clean the the bowl out and stuff. So it's got a little thing on there, and then it's got a little tamper thing, and then the the real key thing about this is like say you don't have a match or whatever but you're sitting by the fire well it's got some uh little pinchers on it that you can pick up a little coal and use that to light your pipe <laughs> nice and everything is uh everything is forged he forged a little spring in there i mean it's just a little it's a beautiful little piece but i, I bought that from chance nice um and uh some if i ever get skilled enough i'll copy it but I'm not. Uh, oh. I'm not at the point where I can do that hold yet. Your, hold, hold your thought. I gotta. I gotta sh go grab something to show you. Okay. I'll take put take some thirty music. seconds. Yep. 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 People, you're going to hear a lawnmower. Sorry about that, but life does go on around my house. So what happened? My uh, somebody's out mowing the lawn nearby. So oh, that's we don't care. Well, anyways, okay. So let me uh, give you a little bit of a backdrop. A lot of you know that I I've got an old uh, 1964 motorcycle, and I will Instagram a picture of it. Um. And I've been kind of, kind of, sort of fixing it up, you know. I mean, it, it's it's got a rebuilt engine on it, runs really, really well, and um, kind of, sort of, half bobbering it. And I picked up a 
rear tail light for it. I don't oh, know if you, can, yeah. can you see that. Yeah. This is a this is a um, uh, this is a license plate holder and a rear tail light, and this is off a of Model A. Oh, cool. Mod for nineteen uh, like a nineteen thirty Model A Ford. Uh huh. And it says stop in the right in the top of the lens there. Oh, cool. So I'm gonna put that on my bike. That'll be cool. Yep, I'd be pretty geeky about that. I was thinking about going to bring it to like a car show because it's and just putting it in the car show because there's all you know, all those guys have cars like from the from the 60s and it looks totally um looks totally like a rat rod kind of. I mean, I guess that's that's like the latest thing nowadays is a, is is rat rods. What's a rat rod? It's where you take a car and you um. Uh, like they they chop it all up. Sometimes it's a pickup truck and it's like a hot rod. Okay, yeah, that's that old style where they take like those old deuce coupes and yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it's kind of funny because it, um, I mean, it, a lot of times it was cars that that you know guys used to drive in when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they they kind of tear them apart. And yeah, and, and they, them and, yeah, they're yeah. rusty and sometimes they're a little bit um, uh, banged up a little bit, and nobody really nobody really cares that much. But I should have uh, I should have put my hoopty in a car show because it was rusty and banged up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, what was I th- What was I thinking along the car show lines? Uh, hmm. Lost my train of thought. I can't even. If I if I try to Instagram my bike, it it that won't take a whole picture of it. That's kind of freaking shitty. Well, you have to back up. <laughs> you have to back up, and then because it it crops the the outside. That's one thing I don't like about Instagram is that if you post a picture, it crops it like automatically, and there's not much you can do about it. Okay, so I remembered what it was about cars. I was gonna say so, like um, I went. Uh, I went to this party uh, of like y- you know some some people that I know that live or have a house on this lake that's somewhat close by. So I go there and I'm driving in there and it's like it's pretty darn ritzy where they live. And this guy has this awesome epic like Trans Am sitting in the driveway, the Smokey and the Bandit one, you know, just like mm-hmm. perfect condition and stuff. And so like I saw that thing and I'm just like, oh my god, I would so love to have one of those. And so I posted something on my Facebook about like wanting one, and I had to take it down because people just went crazy and like <laughs> made all these these comments and people offering to sell stuff and like um, uh, some some guy said uh, a friend of ours joking. He said it was a midlife crisis, but it's like it's not like I'm gonna buy one, but. There is a part of me that wants one of those things, you know, with like Smokey and the Bandit and whatnot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, um, you, you know, that was like, I, I kind of grew up in that little window where, like, there were a bunch of movies about, like, muscle cars and, like, you know, the cars. So you're like a Burt like Reynolds a, guy. You like Burt Reynolds? I do like Burt Reynolds. Um, I liked. Uh, you know, so there was there was a bunch of movies around that time that basically starred the car, yeah. and, and TV shows. So like Knight Rider, uh, Dukes of Hazard. So like those those kinds of cars, uh, 
appeal to me because you know it's a childhood memory but right you know it's not like I'm gonna go out and buy one but there's a part of me that if, if one showed up at my driveway and the guy was selling it for a reasonable price man I'd be hard-pressed not to pull the trigger <laughs> that's funny but uh, yeah so that's all I know um, anything else knife related you got anything no, Jason from uh, uh, DTL Trading. Uh-huh. Or is it DT, DLT Trading? DLT Trading. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is um, uh, looking for bushcrafting pictures w- featuring a prominent featuring a knife prominently in the center. Okay. So, so he's people can send send those, right? Yep, yep. He, I guess he's got something on his website that he's looking for. Okay. To, to use him on his website. I don't know if he's going to run a contest or what the scoop is. but. Okay. So, like, <coughs> all you guys that are, like, listening to your Zamfir and, like, going, <laughs> going out into the woods and, like, you know, being one with nature and I'm putting yeah. on my NPR voice to make this better for you. <laughs> and... Uh, experiencing things and just living and carving your stupid little kuskas and all this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what? I, li- I have a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, oh, I knew I was going to hit a nerve eventually. <laughs> I oh, have I one don't, of those. I don't, I don't have one. Cause I, I made it with a belt sander. Nice. <laughs> That's what you should be doing. <laughs> a, a belt sander and some chisels, like a bull gouge, like a real yep. one. Yep. You know, instead of sitting around for freaking 18 hours getting your ass eaten up by mosquitoes and all this with your Zamfir. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, anyway, uh, funny. I, I do have one more knife-related thing. What's that? Okay, so, uh, every once in a great while, I will get on a couple forums and just, like, surf around, right? No, no you throw bombs. Uh, yeah, I, I troll about it. You bit. just, yeah, around, 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 you troll. A little, um, you know, but I, I try to do it in a somewhat nice way. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'll drop a bomb now and again. But uh, most mostly when I'm on a forum, I just am reading. And so yesterday I went on and I was reading, just, just kind of going through uh, blade forums. And I went through uh, uh, knife forums and then I looked at, uh, I looked at Knife Journal, posted a little bit on there. By the way, you guys that are winning these knives, you better like PM me to get them because that Sog St- Seal Pup Elite, that guy still hasn't like uh, sent me his address, and the the Emerson guy still hasn't sent me his address. You know, so wow, like, yeah, I know. Well, it's like you maybe I'll just send you my address. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to give those guys, you know, like some time. You know, maybe they're not like checking and stuff. I understand that, but. You know, if by Christmas those knives aren't given away, <laughs> Christmas, I might have to. Uh, well, because I I don't care if they're sitting on my shelf. Like, what do I care? But you know, if 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 by Christmas those guys haven't claimed those knives, then I'm gonna I'm gonna regift them. I'm gonna put up another thread for uh, you regifter. Yeah, I do that occasionally. Um, <laughs> you get something shitty and like. You're like, oh, hey, I'm gonna give this to so and so, you know, <laughs> like. But um, so anyway, I was on uh, 
there's a couple different forum things. There's one forum that um, that I just hate, so I don't even go there. But um, uh, apparently, if you say my name or Dave Canterbury's name over there, it's enough to get you like banned. <laughs> Where? I'm not Where? gonna say. I'm not gonna plug them. But you know the site because I bet okay. you I we we goof on them quite often. Okay. Um, so anyway, some 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 people that bought a couple of my uh, knives have been over there trolling, posting pictures of the <laughs> knives. <laughs> they're gonna get banned. I I told them, guys, you can't do that because they're gonna if they find out who made that, you, you know, you're you guys will get banned. Like. You you can't even say my name there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying Beetlejuice. <laughs> if you say it like three times, I'll pop up and like I'll wreck your little Black Panther party or whatever. So oh my god, sorry to wreck your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, so I was on Blade forums and I wanted to draw attention to a thread in the uh, wilderness and outdoor survival section. There's a guy on there that asked for suggestions for knives for killing pigs. Oh, pig killing knives. So, uh, let we should we should talk about that. Uh, a- you know, bit. actually, actually, uh, I guess I don't um, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I have some definite thoughts. So, well, let me start out by saying this: I have never killed a pig with a knife. It, me neither. So we're okay. we're on the same page. My understanding is, when you are pig hunting with a knife, and you go like a guided pig hunt, right? they require certain things. Okay. Um, I think a minimum of a 10-inch blade. That's asinine. I, I, why? Because you don't need a 10-inch blade. Um, a, if, a, if, if you're going to... You if a pig hunter guide... Yeah says you need a 10-inch blade, you fucking need a 10-inch blade. You don't, though. Because he doesn't want your dog, the dogs getting bit, or your, your arms getting bit. He doesn't want the dogs getting stabbed. He doesn't want... I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. But I know that I'm pretty sure that it's like a 10-inch blade. Huh. Um, and the point is to stick it in a certain place that, like, you stick it in, in its... You, you're, you face the pig, and you stick it between the shoulder and the like in that joint. Oh, so you're, they're they're talking about killing it like a uh, like they kill uh, bulls. So and, and I don't know if you've ever seen a bullfight, but what they do on a bullfight is is they wear the bull out, and there's all this ceremony that goes along with it. But at the end, the matador has a sword, and he you know it's very theatrical. Puts it between his shoulder blades. Yeah. They stab from top down between the shoulder blades and then kill them uh, that way. It goes into their heart and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and, then, and, and, and then a guy comes along and stabs them in the base of the skull with another knife, and that that's how they end up actually dying. But the the um, uh, the whole the ceremony that's ahead of that, the dance that they do. Yeah. Um, they have these guys called pickaroons. Yeah, yeah, and they they poke little things in them and horses and. and well, what they do is that the, the little things that they're poking in them are actually cutting muscles so that the bull cannot hold his head up. Okay. So it gives the it gives the sword guy 
uh, a better opportunity to hit the shoulder blades. A little better target there. Yep, yeah. yep, because what happens is obviously if the bull has ability to keep his head up, he's going to keep his head up. Yeah. But when they, those Picaroon guys, they, they actually, when they shove those things in there, the bull holds his head down because the muscles get cut. And, yeah. and, you know, bull's head weighs a certain amount, and if you take away half his muscles, all of a sudden his head is droopy. Yeah. And they, well, but I think it's, it's, because they have, um, you, I don't think you can hunt a pig with a knife without dogs. And so I think what they do is they... In the, the United the, States, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the pigs, um, well, and... I, 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 let me just say that I do have some experience with this, so I am yeah. going to tell you how it's done. Um, really? You're going to tell me how it's done? Well, no, I'm going to tell you how I've <laughs> seen it done. I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you anything. The, you bo- don't the boys, know, but the boys I, I just the boys in Louisiana that run through the swamps barefoot. I'm sure they 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 what they use is what they tend to use is like the 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 real grand bowies. They tend to use. Um, uh, uh, that that cold steel is that the real Grand Bowie? That big cold steel trail trail ba- blazer. Uh, they use sure. um, Bagwell Bowies are popular, um, but they're usually an extremely pointy Bowie knife. Okay, and that's what they're doing because the the point is not to just freaking uh, you know hack them up. The point well, yeah. is to stab them and kill them with one shot. Right. Without without well, killing the dogs while killing. So they're because using it, a they're using a little bit different method if they're if they're doing it like you would kill a bull, um, <clears throat> that's different than the way that I've yeah seen they're it not done. they're they're not wearing the wearing the critter down and then beating it with a stick. These people are these people are fighting it literally fighting with the pig, with dogs and uh, and a knife. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the idea of that 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 doesn't does not appeal to me. Um, well, it's I, very it's, primal. It's not that it, it may be awesome, and you may be like fucking Rambo doing that, and like you may feel like the manliest man and shit. But it's not respectful of the animal. Number one, uh, you know, like it, that. But that's my personal bias. Okay, if people want to do that, I understand. And a dead pig is a dead pig. But for me, um, y- you should tr- you should try to kill it in the most humane way possible. And you shouldn't kill for fun, okay? That's not that's not something that's in my ethics. Um, it, it's in some people's. That's fine. Um, it's just not in mine. So I am not a fan of that. But how how I have seen it done? Uh, well, I've hunted I've hunted pigs um, with a pistol and dogs. And what 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 the dogs do is they bathe the pig, you know. So they do wear it out and they get it, you know, breathing real hard. And then they eventually get it to where it doesn't want to run anymore, so it just stands and faces off against the dogs. And it, it they form a circle around it, and one will run up and uh, chew on his tail, and then he'll chase that one a little bit. And they they eventually confine it to a to an area, and then uh, and then w- so you can get a shot at it, right? So you you hear these dogs go start barking, and your blood just starts going crazy, and then you start running and running and trying to run towards the sound. Eventually, you, you get to them, and you'll see them, and they've got this pig, and they, they're kind of in a circle around them, darting in and darting out. And the, the I've been on a hunt. One guy shot his with my uh, 12-gauge slug gun, and it was a one-shot kill. 
Another guy uh, shot his with a .30-06 uh, that I actually had to... He lived in New York at the time, so I had to provide the <laughs> rifle, ammo, sighted in, everything. And he killed his with a one-shot kill, and then I shot mine with a with my uh, Colt Anaconda. One-shot kill, done, over, you know, the, the pig doesn't suffer. You know, um, then I've seen it done um, on the expedition you know technically you're not really supposed to have guns in those third world countries so because uh, if you get caught you're in hot water mm -hmm. and so what I've seen is uh, the way the um, natives hunt them and this is the way that uh, we hunted them is you, you you get four or five guys and you you chase the pig and you chase them towards a natural obstacle like a stream or like a uh, hill that the thing can't climb up you know like a muddy and you know hill and you you kind of corner them there and then you have one guy with a in this case it was a tree branch one guy with a tree branch takes and whacks him over the head to stun him and then another guy tackles him lays on top of him and stabs him uh from the side right into the heart you know like mm -hmm. right that way um and that's that's it's over before the pig even knows what hit him. I mean, he gets hit on the head, he's knocked out, bam, he's dead. You know, so like if you have to kill a pig with a knife, like that, that's the way where you're not going to hurt um, the dogs, you're not going to hurt other people with the knife, and uh, it's 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 over really quickly, and it's you know fairly humane way of doing it. Now the reason I was saying with why you don't need a 10-inch blade is um, I have seen some pictures of some guys where they'll go pig hunting, but then they'll try to, like, slash it to death, which is absolutely, it's like the most brutal thing you've ever seen, you know? Well, like, I think that's I think that's the reason why they, they're, I mean, my understanding is when you pig hunt with a guide, they're very strict about what they, they don't want you fucking up with their dogs. Yeah, th well, that's so, true. So there's no slash, I mean, because there's dogs in the way. Yeah, but but those guys, that's that's when people are talking about killing pigs with knives, like a lot of times that's what they're doing, is they're going out there and hacking this pig to death with a knife. And I, I think that's just, just stupid. Like, I don't well, understand I, it. I wouldn't want to do it myself. You know, if you're going to do that, more power to you, but I reserve the right to call you a douchebag. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I didn't think that that's how they did it. No, I've seen pictures it. of it. I've seen pictures where they'll take like a BK9 or or some other big big 10-inch knife like that. That's not a stabbing blade. That the guys that are using things like that are out there trying to chop the thing to death and I I don't I don't know. Well, like I said, if you go on a guided pig hunt, they have a certain requirement for knives. Uh-huh. And a BK9 is not one of them. Doesn't meet any of that. I'm telling you that they they want they want you to have a pointy 10-inch blade, minimum. Pointy. Yeah, I would agree. I, You know, the thing about having a longer blade like that, though, um, uh, is that, you know, at some here, here's a thing that people can try at home. So take a, take a blade that's uh, uh, 5 inches and take the blade and point at something on your desk and see how pr precisely you can do that and, and, and how it's repeatable. Then take a broom handle and try to do the same level of precision. So at some point, the length of the blade is long enough that you're, 
it's it's more difficult to point it accurately and to, to to stab it and to get it where it wants to go. And then the other thing is is that if you have a really long blade and you're stabbing something, there's a lot of distance between the tip of that blade and where your hand is, such that um, you know y- you may you may be pushing one direction and the tip is going another. You see what I'm saying? So that you you can you can have different like fulcrum and leveling thing or uh, fulcrums and leverage things going on with a longer blade um, that may give you some results that you don't necessarily want. Well, and the other thing too, I think, uh, and like I said, pig hunters, guys, if you are if you are uh, if you want to describe your experience on this. Um, Send us an email, but I think I think that a lot of those guys what they do is they start with the tip touching the pig. Okay. Because you, the do, the pig is is supposed to be somewhat immobilized. The dogs are hanging on. You know they're like oh. gra- they got an ear, they got a uh, they got a leg, they got a they got a you know there's usually like four four dogs. Okay. And they're usually hanging on to the pig somehow, like they're pit bulls. Well, they're mountain curs. <laughs> it's whatever kind whatever. of dog, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ones but I that think I've that seen. there's expendable dogs, and then there's the ones that do the holding. Yeah. And and then they hold the pig a certain way, and then they you touch the tip and push and thrust. I I don't think it's like you like just take a lot diving, you know, touches, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. So then, although the, the, although guys that are fencers are pretty accurate with a pretty damn long sword. Yeah, but do you think Billy Joe Jim Bob is who's never <laughs> been a fencer in his life is gonna, is going to be doing that. I tell you what, guys in the South grow up with Bowie knives. Guys in Louisiana grow up with Bowie knives. I mean that that's their that's their, and they don't grow up with them to chop wood. They grow up with it to stab shit with because a Bowie knife is not to chop wood with. It's to stab and slash and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so. Uh, then let's take another look and see um in uh you, you know our armed forces has you know a fair amount of experience <laughs> you know with like stabbing and killing people and mm-hmm. uh i mean not they, they don't emphasize it today but during world war 2 and and times earlier than that they most certainly did what what was the length of the blade and the blade shape that they used B- by and large bayonet? On a bayonet, bayonet or point. or their usual, um, so you you've got the the K bar, which is typically a seven inch blade, um, that's not super high and those weren't nice designed for stabbing, but you could do it with it. No, they were not designed for stabbing. Bayonets are designed for stabbing. Right, and so is and the, the and Fairbairn they, Sykes. Right? Yes, and they're and they're they're pointy. And they're in straight line with the hit, with the handle. Right. And a bayonet is the same thing. Yeah. Is it, if you look at if you look at the lines on a bayonet, you'll find that they go clear back straight through to the butt of the rifle. The center line of the bayonet will typically be right down the center line of the rifle. But if it, so, I'm going to just do a little. Um, and it'll be. But the K bars were not designed to stab people with. Well, no, but that that's they, they, that's but but that, why were utility knives? Why are they using a seven-inch blade specifically? And now, if you do a Google images search and look at look at bayonets, obviously there are some that are very long and pointy. Those tend to be the older ones, like the World War Two or World War One and before era, because uh, they used to have the muskets with like a 
Okay, so we just had a little technical difficulty with the recording software. I'm not sure how much you missed, um, but we'll figure it out uh, in the editing here. You know what, I, I, I should have went back and listened to that before we started recording oh, again, because then we know. That's all right. I think, I think we probably didn't miss much. But basically what I'm saying is do a Google Images search for bayonets. Mm-hmm. So you get the Civil War era bayonets and Revolutionary War era bayonets are real long I mean, they're like over a foot long, and 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 that sort of thing. Like it's they're huge long things. But then you look at bayonets um, uh, from World War II era and after, and they're they're seven inches, and they look a hell of a lot like a K bar, like the M7 bayonet. What does that look like to you? That looks to me like a K bar, um, uh, or or any of the other things. You know, they're they're like seven inches. Um, and I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the reasoning why that happened. Okay. World War Two bayonets were designed to stab people. Okay, so it's somewhere the M7. somewhere after somewhere after that mm-hmm. somewhere after Korea because the during the Korean War the bayonets were still pointy severe point blades. Uh-huh. Somewhere after that, maybe during Vietnam, they decided that you're going to carry a bayonet and you're going to carry a utility knife. Then uh, we're going to make a bayonet look like a utility knife, so that you can use it for dual purposes. So you can use it for dual purposes, so okay. it doesn't do either one of them great. <laughs> well, okay, but but it, but it and that's rate. and that's the reason for it. It, it doesn't it doesn't mean it was a, bit, a better stabbing device. No, the I thought was the thought was that the chances of you doing a bayonet charge during uh, wartime current current wartime is is minimum. Yeah. Compared to the hand-to-hand combat that was going on in Korea and and prior, mm-hmm. and and during Vietnam there was a fair amount of it too, but not but still it was it was a last-ditch effort. Yeah. You know? During the Civil War, during the the periods of time before that, um, you know, you fired two or three rounds with your with your musket, and you put your bayonet on, and you started fighting with it like a spear. Yeah. Because that's what they did. They lined up in straight lines and fought like you know. Uh-huh. But um, uh, you know, bayonet charges are so rare. Uh, I think there was one during the Gulf War. I think a, a, a bunch of Brits did a bayonet charge and scared the shit out of the enemy. Awesome. But, <laughs> but, but I think that was the. I mean, I think that that was the 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 only one that was that was done. I mean, that's yeah. that's something that's so. I mean, everything has to be going so horribly wrong for you to do that. Yeah. Um, well, the the bayonets the, the reason, that, that come with your the, AKs are are basically a utility knife too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that so that's that's a lot of the reason why that shift came because if you look at you look at some of the bayonets from World War World War Two World War One they were triangular shaped. Yeah. And, and I even, mean they were made yep. to make a wound that never healed, never closed up. Yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much if you got if you got bayoneted, you were pretty much done. Yeah, you're toast. Yep. So that's the why the and the seven inch blade obviously is because it's 
you can push one right through somebody, through through a uh, heavy heavy jacket and into their vitals, um, into their vitals. Yeah. No matter what they're wearing, yeah. and most and most, you know, most people that got stabbed with a bayonet back when, you know, went all the way through them. Hmm. I mean, if you look at if you look at the bayonets from the Civil War, those guys were wearing heavy wool uniforms, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, if if somebody got bayoneted, it went right through to the backside, came out the backside. Yeah, I'd imagine they're they're basically they're basically spikes, <laughs> you know, yeah, like triangular like, spikes. Yeah, they're like twelve inch spikes. Yeah, I mean, it was they were nasty, 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 nasty. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, but the but the. Um, but I think the ten-inch blade thing with the with the uh, pigs uh-huh. is so that from the front of the pig you can get to the vitals. Okay, that makes more I, sense. I, I to think me then. that I think that that's the reason why it's okay. like that. Yeah, that that but makes more sense to me because the, the they're they're using a different method than what I've used. Yeah. So. Um, okay, that makes sense. All right. Well, that clears that up. <laughs> Thank you for the education, I guess. <laughs> well, and that's only coming from 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 guys that I've spoken with. It's not that's not from personal experience because I've never done it. Um, yeah. And I had to qualify that in the beginning of that, but um, I, I'm not sure I would even care to do it. To be honest about yeah, it, um, I mean, it's just not a not something that it, I've. It, again, the only time I've ever been involved in that is it's. You know, it there's really no other option. Okay, there's it's you're there's no food other than what you can find and catch. You don't have a gun, and there's a pig. Mm-hmm. You know that's you know that's the only time that I've ever been involved with that. I would never go and try to do that. Um, you know, just for shits and giggles. It's not my yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I eat the hell out of pork. <laughs> I, I yeah. love pork. What? I absolutely love pork. It's my favorite. Mm, piggies and bacon, and I make my own bacon. In fact, I buy a pig every year and yeah. turn him into I've got, everything. I've got three. I've got three big loins in the refrigerator right now, getting ready for to be uh, cured. Nice. Yep. Sweet. Yep. 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 So I got that going on. Um, okay. So politics. Okay, everybody, this is where it starts. <laughs> We've been real good about avoiding you seen, it. You well, can turn it I, off you know now I, if you want to, but uh, I, there's some stuff going on that we, we absolutely have to talk about. Did you happen to catch what happened yesterday in the Supreme Court? I most certainly did. Yeah, that was kind of interesting, Then, um, which was uh, they, they uh, slapped, um, slapped our president in the head again, once again, uh, with, uh, with his... Uh, um, can we, we can we talk about one one of the rulings yesterday and then the other? Can we talk about them separately? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. You start. Um, so the one ruling was that um, basically the the background that I've gotten on it is in the state of Illinois. You know, like let's say you let's say something happens to one of your kids and you don't necessarily have the money to like have people come in from the outside and help you take care of them right so you become the the caretaker and at that point you're you spend all of your resources you become destitute and the kid has to go on uh, medicaid which is you know the government insurance basically 
And so you are at home taking care of your own kid, but Medicaid pays you um, to do that. Okay, so in the state of Illinois, um, home health care uh, workers, um, you know, they get paid typically through through Medicaid, right? Well, if you're taking care of your own kids, um, the the union that takes care of those people, it's like the service workers something union. SEIU. Right. They wanted to force um, the people that were taking care of their own kids to pay union dues. And just and just to clarify, the SEIU is a strong arm uh, uh, union. They're a strong arm division of the Democratic Party. Basically, yeah. Um, and they're they're you know I've seen uh, I I have some family members that are have been union members at one time um, because of they were in a unionized workplace and you don't have a choice, right? And then the same thing with my wife when she was a, a teacher in the Chicago public schools, she refused to join the union, um, but it was like seven or eight hundred dollars a year dues and they gave her fifty bucks off, but she still had to pay the dues. And then, so, you know, I've seen these union magazines, and they are just rot. They are total mm-hmm. socialism, like 100%, and that's the politics that they argue for. You know, mm-hmm. everything is about, like, they try to frame everything as this epic struggle between you and the boss and, like, all of this. and how you, They try to frame every single person who owns their own business and employs people as, like, these evil guys and stuff. So... You know, the, the, that particular ruling was actually very, very narrow and that it only affects, you know, the tiniest thing. If you're, if you're in a unionized workplace and you don't want to join the union, they can still force you to pay the dues as it, it stands it, right now. In your, in your state. In Michigan, you can't. Michigan is now a right-to-work state. Well, so is Iowa. So you don't have to belong to the union. Right, but in a, in a lot of states, you do. Um, if you, if right. you're in a unionized workforce... You have to belong to the union, or um, if you don't want to belong, you still have to pay the union dues. Right. And and so it doesn't affect... Everybody thought that that ruling was going to be broader and, and kind of do away with that, Where, um, but it really didn't. It just affects one little narrow segment. Well, it was, it was, it was for the families th- that they don't have to belong to the union. Right. That, that, that situation. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and, um, but if you have a right-to-work state... You have people that don't have to belong to the unions. See, like yeah. our our state became a right to work state, meaning that you don't have to belong to the unions if you don't want to. If you want to quit the unions and not pay the union dues, you're out. You don't you don't have to you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, and then um, yeah, so Iowa is a right to work state too. We we don't really have um, strong presence of unions here. The, um, I mean, some of the bigger like maybe John Deere and some of the bigger companies might have um, UAW or something. Yeah, they might they might have some unions and stuff, but by and large, um, unions are not like a super big. They don't have a super mm-hmm. strong presence in Iowa, mm-hmm. um, unless you're talking about the government unions, mm-hmm. which is another thing I don't understand. Why should government workers have to unionize? I don't think they. I don't think they actually. I, I've always thought that was illegal for them to do that. No, they are. Government workers are all unionized. They're part of a union. And the thing is, is like, so if you're if you're if you're forming a union to get fair treatment from your boss and to fight against your boss, right? So, like, say you work for this terrible company, but it's the only company in town, and blah blah blah. 
and you guys unionize to you know get some better conditions and stuff that's one thing um if you're you know fighting against you know oppression and and these sorts of things um how is how is that the case if you are working for the government which means you're working for the american people right so you're mm-hmm. you're saying that the you're you're now part of the government but you have to protect yourself from the government like it, right. it's it seems like the the snake swallowing its own tail right to me um but anyway we we could talk forever about that yeah so that was the that was the first one okay so you talk about the second one the second one was uh basically a religious freedom uh thing they were saying that obamacare cannot or you could not force um a company to pay for a contraceptive if they don't want to if it's against their religious uh freedom or religious beliefs which i found to be kind of intriguing yeah it it brings up uh quite a few questions to me um well I, and, and I guess the contraceptives were that they were against were the ones that were like the after pill, which they considered to be an abortion pill. Yeah, and other other ones that allow um, uh, allow conception, but then um, destroy right. Right. destroy the baby, basically. Right. And so, in effect, they are abortions. They're just very very early term abortions. Right. Yeah. And and one of the this is one of the things that I have a problem with. Once again, I'll, I, I don't know if I've, I've talked about this on the on the podcast before, but one of the things that I I keep having problems with is um, is the conservative issues about abortion, and it's it's very frustrating because I think it's a very personal thing, and I think it's something that should be between you and your God. Not, not something that the U.S. government should be. Not something that should be, and 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 quite frankly, I don't want somebody else telling me what I can do, or I can't do. I think that's something between you and your doctor, you and your God, and nobody else should be in the way of that. Nobody. Okay, so agreed. But then the other thing I would say is that. Um you also shouldn't be able to force someone else who doesn't want to participate to participate. Exactly. In it. So meaning exactly. you you should not it, be able it, to force me it, to pay for it. Exactly. I don't. It, I, it, that, again, since it's a personal decision, a personal choice, why do they get to make the personal choice for me that I have to be involved in it? Exactly. Right. And that's and that's where the and and as. Republicans, as conservatives, we keep getting sucked into that argument, and we lose because of it every single time. Because we have somebody standing up there saying, "You know what? Nobody has the right to to take a, a or to have an abortion." That's what they that's what they want. That's what they want to believe is that we want to outlaw this so that nobody can ever have it done. And and instead of and and so we keep we keep beating that drum, and we lose elections because of it. Instead of saying, look, I'm taking this stance. This is between you, your God, and your doctor. And the government needs to stay the fuck out. 
Uh, just stay again, away from it. But then the, the but then the problem then becomes is that you give say you you say okay you're going to do what you're going to do leave me out of it right? right you say that but then they decide that they don't want to leave you out of it they decide that they, not well, they only continue well they continue to drag you in, drag uh, they continue to drag this in drag yeah. drag conservatives into this argument because they know it's a loser for us well that and they they. They don't just the the point is is that they don't just want to have it be a personal decision. They want to also get it for free, and they want you to pay for it. No, I don't. I don't. Yes, think so. absolutely. Yes, no, yes, yes. I, absolutely I don't. I don't believe it. You know why I say that? You know why I say that? Because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. Because when you start taking the stance of it's not the government. It's, the government shouldn't be paying for it. Nobody should be paying for it except you. It's between you and your... If, if we stop arguing about it, it becomes a non-issue. And when you say that we don't want to be paying for it, I mean, I don't know who's paying for it. Your insurance company's paying for it. If Hobby Lobby doesn't have to pay for it. They just want a, a, a court case over it. Right. A Supreme Court case over it. So that's against the law. So you can't make a company pay for it anymore. Well, it, it, again, it's it's much more narrow than we think it is. Um, so th they talked about, and I'm not a legal. Well, they were expert. talking about four. They were talking about four separate medications that were basically after sex pills. Yeah, after they were. Sex they were going to cause an abortion, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 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 then again too, it's not that you can't force any company to pay for it or force anyone to pay for it. The only the the ruling only applies to companies that are quote unquote closely held. So like family right. companies, stuff like that. It's not right. like it's not like you go to work for General Motors and General Motors can say, well, we have this religious belief that we're not right. going to pay for your abortion or whatever. Right. So right. It, exactly. it was very, very narrowly well, targeted. And think again. about it. And think about it like this a little bit. Um, you get a public company is not the same as a single individual or a single family-owned corporation. Yeah, and that's it's the part. That's traded, the part. Yeah. But and and this is the this is the part that kind of gets me because. They've made the rulings about public corporations can be, can have a First Amendment right, can have rights like a citizen, right? Which, which is kind of like a catch twenty two. Like, okay, so you can have the rights of a citizen, but you can't have the rights of a citizen because you you can have the right to back a political person and pay for ads and have that be your freedom of speech. Right, but you can't have the individual rights of being using the religion, the freedom religion, uh, the religion, um, freedom of religion, fr freedom yeah, of religion. That part of the First Amendment. Yeah, so so it's kind of a funny, kind of a funny deal. Well, and if you want to, if you want to make it even more funny, and if you want to like turn your head and, into and when I say funny, I'm not saying funny, haha. I'm saying funny, kind of weird. Yeah, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of like a. Uh, 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 a funny, stinky smell that just yeah. doesn't smell right. Smells right. off. Okay, mm -hmm. so if you want to, if you want to make it even more funny, and you want to even tie your head into more knots, think about this. Okay, so they've decided that um, corporations have First Amendment rights because corporations are people, right? And closely held, so owned by one family or or whatever corporations. Uh, 
have protection, uh, First Amendment protections so that they don't have to provide something that's against their religious beliefs or they don't have to buy a product and then provide it that's against their religious beliefs. Okay, so a corporation has that right. You, as an individual, still are required to have insurance that covers that. Right. So you, you having um, your... You, in a sense, don't have the First Amendment protection against buying something that you right. find morally ad- objectable to, but a company does. Don't don't you think that that's that's coming down the pipe? Uh, as a, as it is today, this is June. Actually, this is July first, twenty fourteen. A a closely held company uh, has more rights than an actual individual citizen of the United States. Now, right. I I consider myself to be closely held. Okay, I'm closely held and owned by myself. Well, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You've been <laughs> holding yourself closely for a long time. Right. I mean, there's, it's getting to be a little bit offensive. Right. Well, <laughs> but, the, but the point being is that I consider myself to... I, I'm my own property. Um, the only way that, that you couldn't say that I should have the same rights as a closely held company is if, in fact, I'm a subject. If I'm ac- So, right. basically... The, the way it is right now, it's July 1st, uh, 2014. I'm in the central time zone, and it's 9.24 a.m. I don't own myself. The government owns me. That's why the government can... I'm closely held by the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see? So that's why the government can make make me buy something that well, I would find and, morally objectionable. And, and I think, well, the, I, to be honest about it, I always thought that there was a... There was a uh, a clause in the it was unconstitutional for them to make you buy something. Oh, period. but it's not. Um, oh, okay. So here's the argument that they used. They said, "Well, we're not forcing you to buy something. Um, the penalty is a tax. Um, so we're using a tax incentive. If you want to avoid the tax, then you need to purchase this product. And we have other tax incentives like that. Like if you want, if you want." Uh, to get the tax rebate from and get money off of your taxes for buying an electric car, then you need to buy the electric car. So that's the argument they're using to to force us to do you it. Know, you know, so why the, why don't again, they use? The, how does that argument not apply to the business? Once again, it's because we're subjects. That's why we need to freaking behead all the attorneys. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I hate to say that it. because I know I have I. Some friends that are attorneys, but it just it it makes me crazy because this is all the re- because it's not common law anymore. It's not common sense. It's not. It's like we'll we'll twist the words a little bit to make it fit our needs, and we'll get these freaking a whole team of attorneys to come up with ways to do it, and then we'll design laws that only attorneys can understand, and we'll all be attorneys because we're all going to be elected. <laughs> yeah. Lawmakers and who better to make laws than attorneys? Well, and it's funny the um, Iowa now is there's a we had this d- complete ass. Uh, Harkin was one of the senators, but he's from Eastern Iowa, and Eastern Iowa is liberal because it's got Iowa City there. And it's basically like a little uh, Beijing little bastion. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little <laughs> Beijing in the middle of Iowa. Um, and I love the town, but the people there are just fucking idiots. And um, the, uh, you know what's frustrating so, about little so towns like that? They have like lots of artsy fartsy shit and good restaurants. Yeah, it's, and it's all places the, that you like want to go. <laughs> but, but then like the people there just drive you fucking crazy, you know. So like, uh, and then you know I show up wearing my like 
cargo pants and you know freaking <laughs> and they look at you like you're from outer space and all of this which is fine i don't care they can look at me however they want but i like indian food <laughs> so sorry guys you got to put up with me um but uh so harkin it, it was our senator and he was more like eastern iowa which is like kooky like far left idiots and uh so he's he's retiring and um there's this lady that ran as a ran for his spot ran as a republican for his spot and there was another guy or something and some some democrat was caught on tape saying these guys are pig farmers they're not even lawyers like that's ridiculous that they should like run for congress they're not like one of us you know he got caught saying it and so now all of the political ads are are like them saying yep i'm a pig farmer i castrate hogs here's video suck it you know so like now so now we're having like this big populist backlash against all these damn you know elites Okay, sorry, and I'm, I, I know I'm going to have to bleep that out, but because we have, <laughs> we have some good friends that are... Well, you know, what's, what's frustrating <sighs> about the whole thing is they, and I'm not sure what they, it's like they have you buy the, the short hairs all the time. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you can't do anything without a fucking attorney. Yep. <laughs> you know, instead of just, you know what I say? I say, let's forget the civilized society because that's what they think that, that it, this is. They're, they're civilizing our society so much to the point where we become so frustrated that we want to kill people. <laughs> well, and then, and then the other thing is, is like, uh, really the government doesn't have any power over you unless you break a law. So what and they it, do is they just make so many damn laws that there's no possibility of you obeying all of them. You're always breaking one. You're always at breaking least at least one law. So they always have dirt on you, so they always have power over you. That's and, the same and, thing and, with the NSA. And more than, and more than uh, usually it's more than one law. It's usually like three laws. So then that creates you as a felon. Right. And then, <laughs> so, and, and then you know, they, they, have, uh, they, have, they spy on everything you're ever doing with a phone or online or all of this. So every time you've ever clicked on that, like, porn video because there was, like, a hot chick on it and, like, maybe you were, like, surfing Drudge Report and, like, you know, clicked through and found, like, to some article and then they put, like, a porn thing on there. And, Ooh, that and I know like you. Admission. I, I know that like some people have probably accidentally maybe clicked on that. But if I, you do I, that, that, the NSA knows about it, and they. That and sounds they have like an admission to me. That sounds like an admission. Oh, to I'm me. a good. I'm a good, nice Iowa boy. I don't do that stuff. <laughs> 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 but uh, but but you know, so like, y- y- you know, y- the the point being is like you can you can end up on some sites that you probably wouldn't normally go to by choice, you know, it's like especially the pop-ups. Every time there's a pop-up on your computer, you went to that site. So yep. what they can do is they can take, uh, since they have records of everything you've ever done, they can take all of that stuff and paint this picture of you as being some scumbag and say, okay, well, listen, um, you, uh, Justice Roberts, are uh, you're a public figure, and we have uh, from your computer... Uh, 
uh, a list of 400 different pornographic videos that you've watched and some pictures that you've looked at. And uh, one of those pictures uh, we found out later was uh, of somebody that was 17 and a half. So you were looking at kitty porn, right? And so Justice, uh, Justice Roberts, if you do not rule this certain way on this Obamacare thing, we are going to expose you. You know, hmm. that's, that's, I, you know, so you, you see people doing stuff that is like completely and totally seems ridiculous. Like, why would you ever vote this way? And they do it anyway. Why do you suppose that is? They got dirt on them. You know, hmm. that's what the NSA is for, is to get dirt on you. That's why people are so pissed off about about all this spying stuff. Is you can be a you can be a good person, but they can they can take. Uh, I, I guarantee, if I took all of your all of your data from from wherever from from all of your life. Uh, by the way, that's a neat watch band. Um, but I if, like that one. Yeah, I like that. But if you it's took my dive band. Yeah, if you took uh, it's orange, so that's cool. So uh, that's you usually have a metal band on that watch. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if I took uh, all of the links and, and shit that you've ever clicked on or that have ever popped up on your computer, I would be able to paint a picture of you as being like some horrible person, even though none of it's accurate and most of it was innocent, accidental shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's 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 why people react to the NSA stuff. <laughs> Probably most of it was intentional. Well, <laughs> listen, you know, I'm just teasing. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, well, it's it's frustrating. I tell you, it is very frustrating. And with as much as we use the internet today, it's real easy to get uh, um, to go down the wrong path. Oh yeah. Oh, and then if you start looking at, like, you could look through my. I mean, just how many friends, Facebook friends, do you have? Instagram Ooh. followers. Yeah, you're in the thousands. I'm. I'm. I. I don't know how many I have. I have like over seven hundred. But. But where you, really. Where do you look at? Where do you look at Facebook friends? How many? Do you, does it? I is don't there know. I. There used to be a way. There used to be a way that you could look at that, right? But I don't know that there's really a. So I have a eight, eight. Yeah, there is actually. Um, I have eight hundred and sixteen Facebook friends. I don't know all oh. of them. But you I know, have twenty twenty eight hundred and thirty eight. Right, and and you know, like I I. <laughs> but, but you could you could go through that list, and I guarantee you, you can find people with some felonies and stuff, and you can oh, sure. find people that have maybe done some stuff that they're not super proud of. But I'm linked to them. Sure. You know, so you can you could take and you could paint this awful picture of me just by who who my Facebook friends are, and you could you could make you know you could you could put me in one place at one time with another person. And you could paint this awful picture. That's why people are like so disgusted with the NSA and all of this. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it gives them the power to basically blackmail you to do what you want. Right. And I, I'm not saying that, that, that uh, Roberts made the decisions he did because of that, but, but now that, now that you've, we've talked about it and you, can, you see how easy it is to, to do it, you know, it's not as far-fetched as one would think it is. Right, right. But, um, anyway. Or he could have just had a bad day. Yeah, I don't know. But it, I, what I don't understand is is the rulings yesterday versus the ruling in October. Like I don't understand that. I I don't understand which, the, which one in October. The, well, the the last when they dis- decided that Obamacare was a tax and that it was actually constitutional. Oh. 
Yeah, and I then don't know. because because this ruling conflicts with that one. Yeah. You know, because as individuals, you still have to buy a policy that covers whatever they say, and right. it doesn't matter if you have a, a, a religious problem with it. It's, they're and like, you know what was you. funny about that? What was funny about that was um, I got to I got to pull my hearing aid off here. It's just fucking making me crazy. What was funny about that was um, that ruling was uh, it was the argument prior to the prior to the um, to the ruling the Republicans were arguing that it was a tax and the Democrats were saying it's not a tax yeah because they 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 said well you're raising taxes on middle class Americans and Democrats right. said no we're not it's yeah, a it's, fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a tax; it's a fine. Yeah, and then they they were completely and then it, reversed and then the, themselves because the re, yeah because the ruling it was totally the opposite. Yeah, they had to argue that it was a tax so that they could so that they could call it constitutional, and that right. it's a ta- it, avoiding the tax. Your tax and to get that tax incentive to avoid it, you have to buy what they say you have to buy. So right. how how's come if the if that logic applies to individuals why does it not apply to closely held corporations why can't you say that this is a tax on corporations and uh in order to avoid that tax you need to buy this stuff well, i don't know yeah must have been be- better lawyers maybe well and then again the the thing is is like it they're contradictory rulings yeah they're, it's completely contradictory so i don't right. understand it you know right. and no and I, I've been watching the news on this. Nobody's brought that up. Like yeah. it, nobody will even talk about it. The, about the, the the fact that the two rulings contradict, and now a, a, a closely held corporation has more rights than you do. And yeah. you know, I I don't give a crap about m- this stuff. It doesn't affect my daily life. Again, um, I don't I don't want anything to do with abortion. But but you know, like you said, it's your it's your business. But right. just don't involve me in it. Like you right. live your life, I'll live mine. Um, keep your well, freaking hands a, out of my wallet. So, like, I, I really don't. This is not a big issue to me. It's not about the uh, about abortion to me. It's about the the contradiction between you know corporations now having more rights than individual citizens do. It's it's now right. that's law. It's right. that's not a theory. That's law now. Yep. Like so that's that's the issue. I could care less what the case was about. I just care that it conflicts with. <laughs> Right. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, it's a hot button topic that that Republicans continue to get pulled into, and it's a big deal with independents. That's a big issue, and it makes them vote Democrat hmm. because they are single issue voters, whether we like it or not. They're single issue voters. If we took that issue away, and people start looking at other things, they start going, "Well, I'm really not a." Democrat because I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in doing this. I don't believe in doing this. You know, I pretty much side with the rep- except that one issue. Yeah. And 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 I say I say that all the time. And and uh, the conservatives are like, well, I'm sorry, I just can't. I just can't do that. Hmm. You know, most Catholics vote Democrat because yeah, of that is, one issue. Well, Catholics are very very anti-abortion. And yes. Catholics are not supposed to have abortions, and they're not supposed to have uh, birth control or anything. Right, but but they vote Democrat because they're collectivists by and large. The the Catholic Church, if you, uh, 
I'm going to get myself in trouble, but the Catholic Church is is their emphasis now is social justice, well, which is Jesus was, a code word for collectivism. Jesus was a socialist. Oh yeah, they would tell you that. Even though socialism was a, a well a, collectivist, he was he was a collectivist. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, reference to things that he said that yeah you imply can I, it's it's hard to say though. Basically, you're talking about something that was two thousand years ago that that was translated the, right and then the bible is you know there's this uh the when they just they had this big thing where they decided which books were going to put it they were going to put in and which ones right. they weren't you know so like i i don't know what to think about all of it because you're getting an edited history right if it is a history you're getting an edited one you know so like i i don't think really what what jesus was is really relevant because we how do you know right the the history that you have has been edited and it's basically now belief and and whatnot but anyway um the the catholic church has this big huge uh social justice thing and that's that's uh you remember how earlier in the podcast we were talking about using using language to promote soft despotism that's basically mm-hmm. what it is they're basically uh advocating you know collectivism but they're calling it something else mm-hmm. you know so that's why de- that's why catholics vote democrat is because the teaching is that you're supposed to be a collectivist mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah they, they well, and that's, and that's kind of interesting because it's the um you know it's not all catholics no because no, no. you know i live in a very conservative area and a lot of the catholics up here don't vote democrat right in uh, Iowa, a lot of them vote Democrat. Yep. Yeah, well, I think in the big cities do they do also. Yeah. I mean, I think in New York City, there's I mean, there's a huge Catholic population in New York City. You know, and uh, and I think that they do vote. I mean, you listen to the Cardinals, and they're clearly Democrats. Oh yeah. Which which is amazing to me, because that once again it goes against that one party. The it, it it's totally. The opposite of the way they should be voting. <laughs> well, yeah, because but, of the abortion issues. Yeah, but they vote. You see, so I think, I don't know. I I think that the I that it's abortion funny because is less it's like the Republican as, it, than collectivism is. Well, it's funny because the Republicans get sucked in by the abortion issue, and then the, the, yeah. and the independents get sucked in by the abortion issue, but the but the uh, Catholics don't. Right, because because to them it's more important to be a collectivist than it is to worry about um, mortal sins. <laughs> because right. you can go to church on Sunday and be forgiven. <laughs> well, that must be what it is. But but it, but it is it is funny. I don't I don't quite understand it. Um, I, it's a it's always seems to be a loser, no matter who you put up there. That that is is uh, if they stand there and say, I am going to reverse Roe v. Wade. They will lose elections over and over and over again, and you cannot convince them otherwise. Hmm. You know, instead of saying, this is a non-issue, this is between you and your God, and what I believe is irrelevant. Well, I'm a single-issue voter, and I bet you can guess what that issue is. What's that? Collectivism. for everybody? (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I hear the UN might uh, intervene in Michigan. 
No, that's not going to happen. Well, they're saying that Detroit is in violation of uh, the, the Human Rights Commission, um, which has historically been been headed by complete and total butchers, right. <laughs> by the way, dictators that, that kill their own people. They're the ones that head the, the Human Rights Commission. Yep. Um, but they're now saying that, that Detroit is probably in violation of like the Human Rights <laughs> because now having... Potable tap water is a human right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see where that, how much traction that's getting, don't you? Well, it's it's getting us talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there is no there is no traction there. You know, there's no traction there. Nope. There there. Um, uh, Detroit is going to. Uh, Detroit is going to end up being a divided city. I think it's going to be about twenty five different cities. They could homestead it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that something like that's going to happen. I mean, I, it's it's a it's a logical decision that I was you know I I see Detroit in the future as being either one of two things: either divided up into multiple cities, you know, maybe four multiple four different cities, which it could very easily be. I mean, it's kind of four cities now. Um, you know, you got the east side, you got the west side, you got the north side, and you got the south side, and then you got Detroit Center. I mean, it literally could be five different districts. Um, I think that uh, that they could very... Hey, 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 hey. Hey, come here, come here. No, he's not coming here. Nobody's coming here. Nobody's coming here. Come here. It could be, it could be um, very easily divided up into five different areas. And they could literally sell blocks of the city. Hmm. So, so that you could see big estates, you know, you could see you could see big walled estates down there, and and I think that that's a real possibility, where you could go to an area and have, uh, you know, buy up five blocks, yeah, and somebody's going to go through there and bulldoze everything down, and uh, lo and behold, you got five, you got a five block area estate. You know, a big, you know, walled estate. I see that coming. I, I, you know, if they don't divide up the city, that's that's what's going to happen. It's mm. going to be you're going to have big walled complexes um, with good security, and and people will live there. But where will M M&M and M go? I don't know. Eight Mile. <laughs> eight Mile will always be Eight Mile. <laughs> eight Mile will always have hookers. Well. But I, but I think that that's a, um, uh, you know, like I, like I said earlier, we've got some constitutional issues that we have to address with the with state constitutional issues that we have to address with the city, and um, I think that people are going to be really, really surprised if if we get hit up for a, for any kind of money, there's any kind of tax, they're all going to get shot, because because there's other there's other ways to resolve this. And the city should not have the city proper should not have the right to say, oh well, we we want to keep this. Oh no no no, we want to keep this. No, if you personally de- declare um, bankruptcy, you get to you get to keep your home, and that's it. Everything else gets sold. Yeah, if you've got you like know. a million dollar painting, you don't get to keep that in bankruptcy. Exactly, exactly. And so and and the the hell of it is, is the Detroit Art Institute actually has. 
um, a large amount of. I mean, it's a big. It's a. It has a lot of assets, and and they could easily be sold. Yeah, because at one at one point, uh, you know, it used that used to be one of the richest cities in uh, in America because of all of the auto industry and everything yeah. else. But then um, they decided that in you know they were going to elect Democrats, and uh, they basically ran it into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, any other knife stuff? Um. Well. I did hear, no, this is not knife-related, but I did hear um, Nancy Pelosi say that uh, the bum rush is, uh, is, an, is an opportunity. <laughs> the bum rush? The bum rush on the border oh. is an opportunity. It's not, a, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity. Well, everything is. That's why they created it. Well, and then <laughs> then I heard uh, then I heard again. We've talked about this before, but how do little kids go from Guatemala to Mexico unaccompanied? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it nothing makes sense. Like there's there's something hiding in the woodpile. Yeah. There's a skunk back. Well, there. and you know what? It's it's um the the hell of it is is there is people aren't getting told about it. it we don't have investigative journalism anymore. No, if, hell no. You know, there's nobody. They they basically what 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 the news media does is the White House will release a report and they will just read the report. They don't check up on any of the facts. They don't do anything like. Well, and you know, I had a, I had lunch with a buddy of mine yesterday and we were talking about Hillary, and he said, he said, I don't know how, I don't know how she could possibly be in favor with anybody. She has done so much crooked shit in her entire political career. I can't believe that anybody would hold her in any kind of high esteem. Uh, she's a and fellow traveler, be- dude. Doesn't matter. She just, yeah, exactly. They can do whatever they want. If they if they are collectivist, the collectivists will vote them in. It's they're fellow travelers. They're single issue, just like I'm single issue. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all works out because. Um, because I do believe that uh, uh, that there, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come out about Benghazi. There's going to be. A, I mean, I, I have some I have some inside dope that I'm not I can't share. That uh, but but when it does when the guy does speak when the people do speak um, there's some very very pointed very very telling material that. That is, I, I to me, I think it's impeachable. I mean, I, I can't even, you know. And then you got the president talking about the baker, the White House baker, baking crack into his pie. <laughs> that, that is probably not far off. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yes. He's like, oh, yeah, he's like the greatest baker. I don't know what he does. He puts in there maybe crack or something. Well, you know, only a crackhead would know that. <laughs> well, I make jokes like that, too, though. So you know, again, maybe we're maybe we're placing too much importance on that. But um, you know, I make uh, I I make these fries that I call cocaine fries because you can't stop eating them. And I've no. never I've never even seen cocaine, so I don't know what it's like. But I hear that people just do it and do it and do it and do it and do it, and they just go crazy on it. Well, these fries you take uh, 
you know how at the grocery store you get like ranch dressing, the packets, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. mix stuff up? Well, if you just take mm-hmm. that packet and you um, take your fries before you fry them and you um, put them in a little bit of milk and you put that seasoning in there and then the milk makes the seasoning stick to the fries and then you fry them, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> They're so good. I'll- I'll have to try that. Yeah, or you can, or just take the ranch uh, seasoning and sprinkle them on afterwards. It's probably easier. So make your fries, but then as soon as they come out of the fryer, sprinkle them with some of that ranch seasoning, and people just go crazy over those. So, and I call them cocaine fries. So, like, hmm. I don't know, but in his case, he's he's actually admitted to doing and selling cocaine. So he he actually has some experience with it. I don't have any. Yeah, but. He sold cocaine. It's in his book. I didn't know that. But um. Hmm. So we got a drug dealer president. Yeah, it's in his book. I didn't. I guess I. Didn't. I. I can't bring myself to contribute to his purse. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it either. But it's. You can read uh, reports of it on the interwebs. That's that's been widely known. No. All right, let's get back to some blade shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm at my mom's house the other day. And, you know, since my dad passed away, there's all kinds of tools and stuff over there that I grew up using, you know, and we're kind of trying to figure out how to how to sort through it. And I happened to catch up on the wall, and uh, I had happened to see up on the wall a double-bitted axe that I used to use when I was a kid. Nice. So I, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. I don't even know what, I didn't move, I don't remember moving it from the old house up to this house or anything. And uh, so it must have been buried somewhere and, and it got hung up on the wall and and so I, I uh, grabbed it and was like, okay, I'm going to take this. <laughs> Well, what? That's just a double-bitted... I know. I say no, but this is a double-bitted axe that I had when I was a kid. Nice. So, bingo. Nice. I, I scored. I scored. Nice. My kid scabbed on my on my dad's draw knife, though. Hmm. He thought he'd, he'd use that draw knife, and I said, well, okay, I won't, but... Anyways, you been out in the woods at all? Uh, let me think. Uh, I've I've been poking around a little bit. I haven't done anything serious. I, no. uh, I the last thing I did involving overnight stays in wilderness was that uh, mountain course. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not for the next month planning on doing anything that involves an overnight stay. I'm waiting for glib for that. Cool. All right. And, uh, what are you doing over the Fourth of July? Celebrating our nation's birthday. I'm gonna fly my drone. <laughs> no. And uh I'm gonna try to fly it up into some fireworks and get get nice. uh eye level uh fireworks and hopefully it won't get blowed up but um Do you record the whole time you're flying? I record once I get it to where I want it. And then I turn the camera on and it records. What what brand is that? It's a DJI Phantom Vision two. DJI Phantom I need to get one of those. It's awesome. I, I I'm gonna I might bring it to Glib. Okay. Um, if I have room in the car, depends on how many people decide they're gonna they're gonna carpool with me. Well, just mail it. 
I, put it in the mail to, it'd be to my house overnight. shipping. <laughs> it's Get huge. Get your gator arms, reach down and pull out your wallet. Nay. And freaking <laughs> Nay. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it up. How I'll big is it? How big is it? Well, I have Six it in a pelican case. Like How big this, is it? Uh, it's like uh, like this. Can you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. But, but in the case and everything. But uh, anyway. No, that's all I got. I got nothing else. Me neither. I've been spraying. Uh, we've been actually getting bad mosquitoes, and I, I sprayed again last night. Seems to help quite a bit. Spray that yard stuff around the. I just put it around my porch because I can't sit out here. I love my porch. I can't sit out here if it's mosquitoes if they eat me up. Yeah. I'm very, very, ten, very tender. Very soft skinned. Yeah, I'm I'm chewed up from head to toe. Like you step outside for two seconds and you've got four mosquitoes on you. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that'll calm down a bit. Anyway, I'm going to go for a run, and when I get back, I'm going to grind that tracker out for that guy. Oh, okay, cool. I'll put a photo on Instagram when I get it done. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. If you got anything else, I'm pretty much I'm done. done for the day. Um, let's see. What else should I say? Uh, if you want to send us uh, hate mail <laughs> or nice mail... The address is podcast at knifejournal.com. Yep. Uh, you can find Jim and I both on Instagram. I gave that info out earlier. Uh, you like the Knife Journal podcast on Facebook and uh, keep up to date with that. Join us on the forums. Forums, yep. Um, and drop a note to our sponsor. Yeah, uh, Knife Derek Ship Free. Derek at Knife Ship Free. Yep, get your stuff there. Um, he has a, and seriously, look into those Northwoods knives, people. Those are cool. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna pester him about uh, about doing one of these. That'd be cool. I think this is a cool pattern. I think people would buy this. If he did an elephant toe, I'd buy his entire run. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think he's done elephant toe in the past. Hmm. It's actually a big collector collector's group of that knife yeah that's why you can't ever find them mm-hmm. damn it i yep. went to uh that one at uh blue ridge or smoky mountain knife knife works was 350 dollars, and it wasn't even a nice one that was the case yeah it's ridiculous but but it was it was old it wasn't and anything and special i've got i've got a half a dozen that look like that one yeah it but you know the ones that i like are the ones with the colorful handles that's like that's my kryptonite if i see one of those i usually buy it mm-hmm. but um anyway that's all i got me too all right then keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper we'll catch you next time on the knife journal podcast see you later bye-bye bye